Hi, how are we, everybody? Happy Sunday! What's up, Seven Sage? What's up, anime? Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get right into some t Sunday morning AI-generated TV. If you've got a suggestion for a show, or an existing one, or one you can make up on the spot right now, uh, let me know. We'll get it right into it, and for those of you who don't know, yesterday we got a gift subscription to uh uh opus so we're using novel ai's latest greatest still in uh experimental phase uh ai model we can vote on the genre now yeah you always could i don't know how to do polls on youtube though and then i, w I would also feel like reddit is getting left out so if you just like shout it out just put it in chat what you want to see uh, you could give an existing TV show, like uh, uh, do an Oprah show. Okay, that's actually a good start. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into an Oprah show. AI generated sports sounds great. Yeah, that that could be next. <laughs> you are Oprah Winfrey, and you are doing a show dedicated to helping. Folks with dot 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 Oprah narrating her own show exactly. Oh, the AI is very cheeky. There, wait. You have invited all the biggest stars in Hollywood, but they won't come unless you help them lose some weight first. That's a great idea for a show. They want you to tell everyone that it's okay for people to be overweight because God made us that way. <laughs> Okay, Oprah, that's not really helping if you say, you know, if you have to put in an honest amount of effort, Oprah, into losing weight, you can't just give up immediately before you even start. Oh, God made us that way. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm a big fellow. I get it. I get it. But, uh, I, I, I at least know I could always be doing more. I'm not coming to terms with the God made me this way. I'm this way because I don't move around a whole lot and I eat like dog shit. So. Tell them to go on a diet. Diets don't work. You, uh, you, your first guest is famous, overweight actor. John Travolta. John Travolta. He comes on stage and says, I'm not fat. I've just got more love to give. <laughs> he then begins dancing around the room like an idiot while singing about how he loves himself so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> John Travolta's in denial that he's a fat old man right now and he's desperate for work he's just doing weird weird movies that are like who makes these what production company and like why would he do these like just some uh, LA industry people that are just like it's like a uh, a stuntman suddenly becomes director, and it's just like so bad. It's just like the most generic action schlock movie, and uh, John Travolta just shows up. John Travolta is in a Tubi movie about linemen, about people who work on power lines, and they make it like the it's the the town needs power, the hospitals, the orphanages. It's like, okay, I still don't care. I mean, I appreciate it, but uh, this is I, it's such a weird uh, niche population to try to get uh, 
Happy Gilmore 3 starring John Travolta. Yeah. Uh, you tell John Travolta that the first step to weight loss is admitting you have a problem. And you're an alcoholic. And you're fat. And... John, you say as calmly as possible, you're fat. Wow. Cold-blooded. And isn't that the... Uh, you know, coming from Oprah, I feel extra like she's like, I, the difference is I know I'm fat. Travolta stops his dance and looks at you blankly. Then he starts crying. It seems like the whole audience has tears streaming down their faces too. Oh my God. What happened? What, what, what? Everyone's like having a revelation. They're like, oh my God, John Travolta is fat. What were he doing? He, tri- he fooled us all. Jason doesn't appreciate it, man. He doesn't want electricity. No, I I appreciate it, but if you're gonna make a movie about it, it's like I don't want to see a movie about a uh, a janitor cleaning toilets. I don't know. It's just like I appreciate that it gets done, but uh, I I'm not saying it couldn't work, but this movie definitely didn't work. I think it's just called Lineman. And it's also so weird because John Travolta, he has like flashbacks. He's got like long hair and it's on a motorcycle. It's like, <laughs> he's trying to be cool. It's like, you, your actual life was cool, John Travolta, at the past. Jason wants to sew. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about sew shows. The AI seems to be better towards certain people. I agree. It definitely has a bias. And I, it definitely does not like John Travolta. Definitely doesn't like Oprah because it immediately associated Oprah with fat. So, uh, you give John a Weight Watcher book with point values for all of his favorite foods highlighted. The next day when you go into work, there's a big sign hanging over your desk. Congratulations, Oprah. We love you even more now that your fat friend loves himself too. Oh my. Everyone else is congratulating you too. Oh my god. I believe this. <laughs> the the people trying to brown nose Oprah so much that they're actually like backhanded complimenting her. <laughs> it's such a non-accomplishment that they're trying to celebrate. Uh, you surprise visit. Uh, hold on. Let's uh, let's let's have some time pass. Two weeks pass, and you make a surprise visit to John Travolta's house to see how his weight loss journey is going. All right, John, it's been two weeks. Let's see how much weight you've lost. Oh, my God. He's, is, have you been stung by bees, John? You've, get, uh, you've gained a significant amount of weight. The door opens and out walks John Travolta. His face is now completely smooth, no more wrinkles or pimples. There you go. It just works. But what's most amazing is that he isn't even wearing pants. Yeah, you can't really surprise visit, uh celebrities because they are weirdos (laughs) they live in a bubble like bruce willis bruce willis is also but bruce willis is an interesting one because bruce still does like good movies and then he also like how much how desperate is he for money that he 
also does shit ones too because it was like he was just in like an m night Shyamalan movie and then he was also in a bunch of shitty movies too like a bunch of shitty generic action movies it's like uh, what what's going on bruce do you need someone to manage your money better or divorces are just very very expensive just making any movie to scrape a living i guess uh, you have John Travolta step on the scale to see how much weight he has gained or lost. Weight gain slash lost minus twenty pounds. All right, you lost twenty pounds. Weight Watcher, it's it just works. Shamalama Ding Dong can be a coin flip. I I agree. Yeah. Uh, but you know. When I see uh, Shamlon's name, which he hides from, like, they don't like showing him his name anymore because they know it's like, uh, it's Jump the Shark. So, but uh, it's interesting. It's, it's not like it's boring. It's just like, uh, I'm not into it or I am into it. So, like, um, the Devil Elevator movie where they're all trapped in the elevator. That is so bonkers that it's like, entertaining to watch still and Knight is the only respectable director who will hire bruce willis that might be true too this dream is gone forever what it was such a nice dream though ah what will happen if john travolta keeps losing weight you know what i think we expected john to gain weight and we expected him to be like our fat sidekick in this weight loss journey we expected it to go much longer but he's actually like, John had to be fit before, so he's like, it's like <laughs> all those weight loss ads, they get, like, former athletes that have, like, injured themselves that uh, eat insane calorie amounts, and they, they do blow it up, but they shed it off instantly. It's just like, the grift is on. We, we know the grift, weight loss companies. We know what you're doing. Uh, those aren't normal people. So I think we sabotage ourselves by getting John Travolta. Because he's like, okay, yeah, if I put any effort into this, I could shed the pounds very easily. And uh, Oprah does not have that same experience. Nick Cage is playing himself in a movie. I have heard about that. Uh, uh, What's the movie, Misha? Do you know? Uh, you You look bad because you have gained weight. And you need to sabotage... John Travolta, uh, his diet. You have Stedman uh, inject lard into John's oatmeal and fruit. Oh, no. Stedman gives John Travolta a syringe filled with pure lard. He tells him that this is his secret weapon against obesity. (laughs) John takes the needle and sticks it in his apple. Okay. Stedman, it was supposed to be a, a, a sneaky approach, uh, but I guess if you could convince him. <laughs> Lard is my secret weapon against obesity. Uh, <laughs> we gotta see. Okay, here we go. A few days later, John Travolta <laughs> calls you up and asks to meet you. When you get to the meeting place, John is waiting outside. But instead of being dressed normally, he's wearing a full body rubber. Why? 
suit. A full body rubber suit. That's not for fat people. Like, I guess because it stretches. You chuckle to yourself when you see that John, bro, I love your laugh. Thank you. What's up, uh, programanda? Programanda. <laughs> Uh, you chuckle to yourself when you see that John Travolta has gained 127 pounds. I just popped in and your laugh got me smiling. Thank you. Yeah. We're doing AI generated stories. What's uh, what's up? What's up, grandma? Why, why did I have so much trouble reading that? John Travolta says, well, aren't you going to congratulate me? No, actually, you reply. Your success makes my failure all the more apparent. There you go, yeah. John Travolta glares at you angrily. Oh, no. You and John Travolta have a food fight. I did tweak some of the settings, so I, I, I'm getting better results. I don't know if it's just the story or if uh, uh, the different, uh, you know, uh, different settings are making it work a lot better. You throw eggs, bacon, pancakes, and other heavy items at each other until John Travolta collapses from exhaustion. Oh, wow. You have John Travolta eat a bunch of cookies and sit back to watch the show. Okay. John Travolta not used to being uh, horribly overweight. Even shitty AI is terrifying. I agree. What's up, Grandma? I agree. But this AI is actually... I You know, I'm always surprised by it. I'm always surprised by what it can generate, so... If everyone is fat, obesity will be normal. Good point, Misha. We're just trying to normalize it, and it, it's a good step to get John Travolta. Let's get the the old the stars of old that used to be thin, so everyone's like, hey, yeah, fat is the new normal. Is there a Discord channel to share those settings? Uh, yeah, I I can. Uh, I'll probably just share them in the the uh, hacker channel. Uh, I'll do that after the show, Seven Stage, if you're curious. It's like saying cigarettes are good for you, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you bring on your next guest. Oh, is Richard Simmons even alive anymore? Richard Simmons. I don't know if he is. Richard Simmons comes out onto the stage and immediately begins exercising. He does jumping jacks, push-ups, squats, crunches, lunges Whoa, and Richard, many Richard, other exercises Richard. i'm already tired every time he finishes one exercise seeing you walk out on stage the crowd goes wild richard tries to get you out of your seat to uh join him but the act of standing up makes you winded <gasps> commercial break cut to commercial break after a few minutes, Richard gets tired of trying to convince you to do the workout with him. <laughs> he decides that he'll just keep doing the same routine over and over again until you stop resisting. Yeah, you keep you keep lunging, Richard. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be far behind. Richard Simmons is still alive. Okay, I guess he's just like uh, he's got. He made his bunny and he has no desire to get back into it. The guy from the band Kiss. No, no. Richard Simmons is a. Uh, uh, he's like a flamboyant, very small guy. He has like a perm and he wears like short shorts and glittery t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see John Travolta's 
moist breath in my ear is comforting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squats uh, down, immediately can't breathe. Like, yeah. You attempt to make... Uh, you trick Richard Simmons into gaining weight. If Richard Simmons got fat, that would break the spirits of America and everyone would just go uh, go ham. All the people that had any hope of being healthy would be like, if Richard Simmons can't even stay healthy. When you arrive home after work, you find that Richard Simmons has been living with you rent-free for the past three months. <laughs> Come on, Richard, leave! Just leave! Now that Richard is fat, he can't fit through any doors anymore. <laughs> well, this sure backfired. <laughs> All right, yeah, but we did it, boys. Uh, but I think this might sabotage us because now Richard Simmons cannot leave our home, and I think he is going to try to lose the weight or force us to lose the weight. Uh, he's been sleeping in the basement. Richard Simmons has become is slowly becoming bedridden as he's living with Oprah. Uh, uh, your plan is working, and. Numbers are skyrocketing for the Oprah show as well as the average weight of uh, people in America. Oprah's fat quest is uh, going very nicely. Eventually, you decide that it might be a good idea to start getting some exercise. Oh no, Richard's getting our head. So you buy a treadmill and begin walking every morning before work. After a week, you notice that you feel better. Oprah than is a ever. feeder. Yeah, yeah. Oprah is like a feeder talk show host. You sprain your ankle and never use your treadmill again. It gains dust. We start putting clothes on it. You have Richard Simmons walk around the studio naked. <laughs> I didn't even type that. Fatified and loving it, exactly. People love seeing Richard Simmons' body, and they cheer him on. Oh, no. He's he's doing naked workouts. See, Richard's spinning this into a good thing for him. Richard stops halfway across the studio and turns around. He stares directly at you. Richard is hell-bent on getting you to lose weight. If you don't. He plans on exposing you as a hypocrite and ruining your career. Good luck, Richard. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Richard Simmons is now very thin and has taken to wearing only black clothes. Well, it's better than naked. He has also started talking in a monotone voice. That's very un-Richard-like. I think we, in a way, we've broken Richard for the worse. You can't mess, you can't mess with somebody such a, a positive force in the world. I feel like we've destroyed, like, uh... Bob Ross or something. Richard Simmons is the Bob Ross of exercise. Uh, you feel terrible that you have broken Richard Simmons' vibrant, bubbly personality by your uh, weight-gaining buffoonery. Oh no, what is this going to do?
You have Richard Simmons go on a hunger strike. Okay. He's already losing the weight. Now this is just going to be very unhealthy. I'm surprised Richard Simmons would agree to this. Richard Simmons refuses to eat anything except for water. <laughs> That's what a hunger strike is, yeah. As soon as you leave the studio, Richard breaks his fast. Okay, it wasn't that long. In order to save yourself, you have Richard Simmons force feed you. Oh my god. Richard is... Uh, shocked by your insatiable appetite. Uh, yeah, let's just see what happens. Oh, no! You have Richard Simmons put you on a strict diet. But you don't eat water. That's right, Mishi. <laughs> you don't need water. I mean, you could. If you chew on ice, that's I bet the closest you could get to eating water. Every day you have Richard Simmons weigh you and measure you. Oh, one day, you wake up and realize that you haven't eaten in two weeks. You can't eat ice. Uh, you can chop on some ice, yeah. I, I disagree. It's You're changing the state of matter. It's a, it might melt in your mouth, but you can still crunch it. Or like Italian ice. Am I drinking Italian ice? A little snow cone? Or eating snow? Exactly. I, I, I challenge your notion that you can't eat ice, Seven Sage. Uh, you are tempted by a plate of your favorite food. What's Oprah's favorite food? Oh, of course. Chocolate cake. She's a lust for chocolate cake. Suddenly, you hear a loud crash. You turn around and see that Richard Simmons has fallen off the treadmill and is lying motionless on the floor. <laughs> oh my god! You rush over to check on him. You realize that all uh, you realize that you were a hundred pounds over the weight limit for the treadmill, and that your recent usage of it has had made it unsafe. You take full responsibility for crippling Richard Simmons. Poke him with a stick. Richard Simmons slowly lifts his head and looks at you. He smiles weakly, then falls asleep. No, Richard, come on. Don't go, don't go to sleep. You might sleep forever. You have Richard Simmons give you a massage. <laughs> Listen, I know you're, you have uh, a concussion possibly, and uh, your legs don't work anymore, but I need you to hop on me and massage me. Richard Simmons massages your shoulders, neck, arms, and legs. The doctor arrives and determines that Richard has indeed suffered some brain trauma. And that was before the treadmill. The doctor informs you that he has no choice but to commit you to a mental institution. Are we dating Richard now? I don't know. I, I don't think Oprah can be tied out by any man. She's too much woman. The next thing you know, you're sitting in a padded cell inside a hospital ward. Wow. You know what? You, you you play with fire, you get burned. Oprah tried to fuck with another celebrity. I don't know if Richard Simmons is equivalent in the uh, zeitgeist of... Uh, he might not be as wealthy, but he's just as well known, I feel like. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what did it in for us. You know, We're not invincible. And for fucking with Richard Simmons, we get to the, be put in a padded cell.
There is a man chained to the wall in front of you. It is famous Hollywood actor. Oh! Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro? Wow. Robert De Niro looks at you and says, Hey, remember me? What are you doing in this asylum, Robert De Niro? Of course, you reply. We went to high school together. Remember those parties we used to hold in the gymnasium? You and Robert continue trading stories back and forth all night long. You ask Richard, uh, you ask Robert, sorry, what are you here for? The one who blew over the cuckoo's mess moment, yeah. Oh, I'm in jail, he replies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You gasp in shock. What? What did you do? Nothing really, he says. They just locked me up because I was acting crazy. Okay, Robert, they don't just do that. Especially for celebrities. You uh, you have to do something really bad to get locked up as a celebrity. Is Danny DeVito there too? Maybe he's running the asylum. Uh, You ask the guard. You ask again. No, really. What did you do? Come on, Robert, tell us. Robert shakes his head. I don't know. All I remember is that I saw a rat and it scared the crap out of me. And then the next thing I knew, they were dragging me away. <laughs> okay. So Robert De Niro probably freaked out about a rat at a restaurant. And uh, he, you know, like, hurt the wait staff. He was like, he just got into, like, casino mode. He Robert De Niro's been in so many mob movies that he's just like... I can't distinguish what's real life and what's my mob life anymore. And he just, like, started killing people in the restaurant. There's a scene in Joker where Robert De Niro complains about Gotham having a rap problem. There you go. He got he got too into his, uh, acting the part for uh, Joker, and he could not distinguish between real life and the Joker movie. And he just went insane, and uh, now he's here. That was a homeless person, not a rat, De Niro. Yeah, 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 there you go. There's a lot of rats I killed in my apartment. Uh, Robert, those were homeless people outside of your uh, uh, apartment. Uh, I can't tell the difference. Oh, okay, you belong here, Robert. You, you definitely belong here. Uh, all right, well, I think, you know, uh, understandable. Oprah's, Oprah's fat quest landed her in the loony bin. With Robert De Niro, who <laughs> presumably kills homeless people on the regular. Uh, let's move on to another story here. What do you want to see? We're starting a new uh, AI-generated TV show. What, what do you want to see? An existing show? A new show? Uh, Seven Sage, you had mentioned wanting to see a sports. Oh, okay. But anime's got one. Here we go. Uh, AI-generated Oprah Winfrey here. Let me just name this and create a new story. Uh, thank you, Anime, for this. Yeah. Okay. Think about what sports one we could do, and we'll do anime's prompt in the meantime. Uh, uh, thank you, Anime, for this. Uh, so AI generated Adam's family. Let's uh, 
Uh, you are Wednesday Adams, a gloomy girl with an unusual name. The other kids tease you because of your name, especially on Wednesdays. You decide to, uh, you decide to scare them. Use the following 10 spooky things. Thank you for making a list. It's always appreciated. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what was that? I've never seen that happen. One, a mirror that is really a portal to another dimension. What? Excuse me, what? Oh, thank you, Seven Stage. I'm copying this. You are a top three decathlon athlete. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Two, a creepy crawly monster. Three, an invisible ghost. Okay, ghost is an invisible ghost is really maybe if it's slightly visible. Four, a stuffed toy that comes to life at night. This sounds like a stereotypical spooky things list, but it's still spooky nonetheless. Five. A mask that lets you become whoever you want. Oh, are you stark here? Six, a trick mirror. Seven, a potion that makes you invisible. Okay, lots of invisible ghost things. Eight, a ghostly hat. Okay, a ghostly hat. A hat with a ghost on it or a ghostly hat? A mummy. Ten, a black cat. Okay. Wednesday Adams. Uh... You put the mirror in front of the door. Then, when your parents aren't home, you go through it and come back with your pet, a stuffed doll who has been turned into a real person. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, this sounds like it could be a Adam's Family episode. You ask the doll, What is your name? The doll replies, I am the doll. Oh, uh... Alright, the doll is claiming to be us. I don't want another doppelgamer. It it just gets too confusing. Let's let's see what the AI has to say again. Mm, really wants to be us. Okay, here we go. The doll answers, my name is Charles. Charles Dolly. I know your name, says Wednesday. But what about yours? Who are you? Okay. Uh Charles laughs. I'll tell you about my mission later. Charles laughs. I'm a secret agent. I'll tell you about my mission later. Okay, okay. Where are you from, you ask? I am from Mars, says Charles, but now I live here. Mars. Wow. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you get Uncle Fester to take a trip with you to Mars. Gotta get Uncle Fester in here. Chuck, ch chunky, or oh, Chucky finally got out of his dial body. Yeah, this could be a Chucky spinoff too. Uncle Fester looks at you. Is this a joke? You know there's no such place as Mars, and even if there were, we can't afford it. Uh, interesting conspiracy theory, Uncle Fester. Uh, no, there definitely is a place called Mars. I have an uncle on Mars, and he will give us free passage. <laughs> okay. Uncle, Uncle It. Sounds like a B-movie. Secret Agent Dolls from Mars. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, the AI is on point here. It's already mixing a lot of things together here. You take Uncle Fester through the portal and show him around the Mars uh, landscape. There, do you believe now, Uncle Fester? It's cold out here says Uncle Fester. He puts on his coat and scarf and hat. 
But it's so pretty. You say, gazing at the stars. Oh, okay. Unusual thing for Wednesday Adams to say. Uh, no, the AI is trying to start a Charles Adams story. No, it's Pugsley. All right. There's no Charles Adams. Fester is a Mars denier. Yeah. Uh, you show Uncle Fester your living doll friend, Charles. He's cute, says Uncle Fester. But what is he for? You explain that Charles is a secret agent who Whoa. has just been assigned to spy on the Martians. He was sent by President Kennedy himself. Wow, President Kennedy? This doll is, knows a Kennedy? Oh, so Charles is a dead relative. Oh, maybe. Uh, Charles becomes possessed by President Kennedy himself for a moment. Who tells you your mission? And I'll try to read this like Kennedy. To stop the Martian invasion of Earth, you must steal the plans for the invasion. This sounds like a job for me, says Charles. And I have some friends on Mars with whom I would love to meet. Yeah, the Martians shot Kennedy. It all makes sense now. The Adams Family Show did come out in the 60s, so I think that Kennedy would have been president at the time. It's Yeah, it's all lining up here. We're uh, inventing a new history. Uh, you find... The secret Martian base. And notice the Martians look like... Come on. I trust you, AI, not to be hacky and say little green men. But I'm also expecting that. <laughs> okay. Humans, but with green skin, horns, tails, claws, etc., Etc. They are I... having a big meeting in which they are planning to invade Earth. They're not little green men. They're big green men with claws and shit. They're here, you shout. We have to stop them now. Is there friends on Mars? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. What's up, sure, why not? Everything the AI generates is fact. I'm not so sure about that, Misha. Uh, you sneak into the uh, sewer system and manage... To find the Martian plans. It is an assassination plot to kill Kennedy. Like how no one lies on the internet. I don't believe that either, Misha. You run back to the base and show the Martians what the Martians' real plan is. The Martians have no choice but to stop their invasion. Because they realize that if they invade Earth, they will be killed. Ah, so we stopped the Martian invasion by doxing them. The Kennedys are that popular that we cannot. They're untouchable, even by the Martians. So, uh, didn't mean that someone else didn't try to kill them. We're not changing time here. We're just changing that the fact that Martians didn't invade Earth because of this. Because of Wednesday Adams. Put it, update the history books, everybody. Their plan is VTubers. You return to Earth with Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester? You know what this means, don't you? He asks. Hmm, no, not really. What does it mean, Uncle Fester? That the war is over. 
and that the Martians can live among us without fear. Okay, wow, ending a war. Unusual for a Adam's Family episode. A bit, uh, you know, above what the... Uh, in this universe, Kennedy is still alive. Yeah, I guess at the moment, at the present time in the story, uh, Kennedy is still alive. Uh, you notice your doll, Charles, is acting strange. Charles, you say you don't seem like yourself. Are you okay? Finally, the FBI declassifies that Kennedy was not killed by aliens. Yeah. Charles laughs. I am Charles now, and I'm going to go with you to school tomorrow so everyone will know who you are. Charles tells everyone at school your deepest, darkest secret. Whoa! That you are secretly a spy. Uh-huh. Everyone thinks you're crazy, but when the Martians arrive, everyone is happy to see them. Ah, uh, they're just arriving. They're not invading. They're just here. We're arriving. Wink. They're just winking at us. They're like, don't wink us. This war has been a terrible burden, says Charles, and it's good to see the Martians gone. <laughs> well, they're right here, actually, Charles. Tim Burton is making a Wednesday Addams series for Netflix. So that could be interesting. Uh, Tim Burton kind of hit or miss nowadays, though. But U.S. is a hub for space tourism. Yeah, I'd like to think so. We've got the MIB, right? MIB headquarters in New York. They all they are only on for vacation. Yeah, exactly. What there was like a there was a a Twilight Zone episode where like the aliens arrive and they're like helping Earth and like they're like giving technology and it's like it's like the super tall guy. I forget what his name is. Uh, I think it was the guy who played Lurch actually. Uh, and uh, the the trick or the the twist of it is that they take you know select people back to their planet and they're like hey you can live on our planet like we'd love to have like uh uh you know travel uh opened up between our planets but uh everyone that goes there never comes back and they're like oh it's just because they like it so much but actually it's because they are turning the humans into food for their planet so i forget what episode that's called but it's a very good episode and i just ruined it all so but uh it's still interesting to watch isn't that everything that Tim Burton makes? Yeah, it's it's right up his alley. The Adams family motif. Yeah, based on how to cook human short story. Oh yeah, it's how to uh, how to cook for humans or something. It's actually how to cook humans. A very good story. <laughs> That's just I don't know what it's supposed to say though. the The message is have xenophobia. Don't trust anybody. Uh, Jason is a fan of Twilight. Twilight Zone. I'm all about Twilight Zone. I'm a big Twilight Zone fan. Uh, you ask Charles, what is your problem with the Martians? Is there ulterior motives on Mars? I think there might be. I hate the way they looked at me. They always called me a monster and treated me differently. But now I'm Charles, and they're all my friends. Okay. They were just misunderstood, you say. I think, hold on, we, I think we confused AI for a second there. Charles answers, the Martians are bad people who want to hurt us. Whoa. 
Uncle Fester. Who hurt you, Charles? Besides us, because we turned you into a living doll. You wake up one morning feeling groggy. You look in the mirror and notice you have turned into an old man. But then, you remember, you have always been an old man. You put a light bulb in your mouth and stick your finger in a light socket. This is just how Uncle Fester wakes up. <laughs> you feel better instantly. That's Uncle Fester's form of coffee. You look in the mirror again. Oh no, you say. I'm turning back to my original form. You go outside and find a lamp. You throw it in the air. Uh, your transformation is complete. You have transformed into a... Whoa! Handsome young man. Yeah, we're getting... The B-plot of this episode is Uncle Fester turning into a handsome young man. You decide to visit your neighbor, Mrs. Adams. Hello, Mrs. Adams. You say, I would like to talk to you about your son, Wednesday. <laughs> Not to say I have a problem with uh, gender fluidity, but I'll say daughter. I'll correct you. This is how leg lamp happened. <laughs> okay, yeah. The leg lamp from a uh, Christmas story. All right, don't be weird, Uncle Fester. Mrs. Adams is very upset. She doesn't like you talking about her daughter like that. Why do you hate Wednesday so much, you ask? Mrs. Adams is quiet for a moment, and then she says, Well, there was a time when Wednesday did something. Uh-oh. Wednesday did a, a boo-boo? Awful. Something so terrible that I can never forgive her. Well, you gotta tell us now. You tell her that you understand. Hold on, hold on. We're getting this. We're getting this. You ask, what did she do? That was so horrible. She killed an innocent baby rabbit. That seems like Mrs. something Wednesday Adams. would do. Yeah, yeah. She killed the baby bunny to see how it felt. Then she ate the little bunny. Oh my god. It's something they wouldn't show on the show, but yeah. Mrs. Adams is a bit drunk now. You know what? I guess that is pretty fucked up. Even for Mrs. Adams, she's uh, even, uh, what's, wait, what's her name? Uh, Gomez and, not Cordelia, Gomez and, uh, what is, what is Mrs. Adams' name? Hold on, I gotta look this up. Mrs. Adams. Morticia. Damn. She ate a raw bunny. You know what? The more I, the more I go through my head, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really fucked up. <laughs> she ate a baby rabbit. Not, you know, at, plenty of people eat rabbit. Plenty of people cook and eat rabbit. Not a lot of people eat raw rabbit. Not a lot of people eat raw babies. <laughs> Not a lot of people eat raw baby rabbits too. It's like double cuteness. So it's like, uh, it's d double the, uh, uh, disturbing. Uh, you see if you can uh, help Wednesday uh, to stop. Uh, you uh, you see if you can help Wednesday stop to stop eating innocent animals. Let's see what happens. Oh no 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 no! Oh no no no! <laughs> Ooh, I don't know where that was going, but uh... you take her to a pet store. You explain to the owner what is going on, 
and he agrees to keep Wednesday in a cage while you try to help her. That's better, I guess. Via being a lamp, yeah. <laughs> uh, you bring Wednesday a bunch, a, a sampler plate of delicious food and try to get her to eat normal dishes. But every dish she eats comes back up. Okay, so this isn't entirely Wednesday Adam's fault. You take Wednesday to the vet. He looks at her and says, she's in withdrawal from all those poor little animals. Oh my god, she's addicted to eating baby rabbits. <laughs> I didn't know you could get addicted to doing that, but you could be addicted to anything, I guess. Yeah, a $40 sampler platter, yeah. I spent $40 at this on Applebee's. You buy Wednesday an adorable puppy to comfort her. Why would you do that, Uncle Festy? You know she has a problem. <laughs> Fester, no! You, you realize you're heir too late. <laughs> the puppy is gone, eaten by Wednesday. <laughs> oh, oops! You tell Mrs. Adams, I think we should keep Wednesday as a pet. Yeah, she's a good animal at eating other animals. Mrs. Adams agrees. She loves her daughter very much, but she does not want to see her hurting other innocent animals. Uh, that would make more sense, Misha, but I think she just ate it raw. She's just, she's just, uh, I don't know if she's got a case of, uh, lycanthropy or something, or, you know, what's going on? But, uh, normal food does not satiate her anymore. It's, it's only Wednesday Adams has turned into a vor, vor girl, uh, but specifically for innocent animals. Uh, you try one last thing. You feed, uh, you feed Wednesday your favorite uh, food in the entire world. Okay. Bacon. Uncle Fester loves bacon. I uh, can't argue with that. No, you scream. You can't eat that. But it's my favorite food, says Wednesday. Oh, reverse psychology. Uncle Fester's like, no, don't eat the bacon. Ah, she's eating bacon, thank God. You run to the kitchen and grab a huge frying pan. You cook all of the bacon you have in the fridge. You take it out to Wednesday, who has been eating the food that is supposed to be for her dog. <laughs> Doesn't want to let it go to waste, at least. She's like, well, the dog's gone, but... I could eat this still. You hit her over the head with the frying pan and throw her into the garbage disposal. <laughs> okay, she's eating dog food. It's a lost cause. <laughs> okay, throw her in the garbage disposal. Yep, I tried. I'm Uncle Fester. I tried. Uh, look at me. I, I gave it an honest chance before I threw her in the garbage disposal. <laughs> you know, it's just... Should you... Should you the, the dog food was one step too far, okay? I can't, I can't let her do that. Problem solved, yeah. If you can't solve the problem, have the problem, and end the problem. End the problem, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I think that's a good end. Mission complete. One less inheritor. Exactly, exactly. Uncle Fester's gonna get more money from the Adams Family uh, Trust Fund. Alright, let's do one last story.
one last ai generated tv this one is from seven sage thank you seven sage i copy and paste uh copy and pasted it uh uh we're gonna do some ai generated sports and while ai generated sports itself would be boring sports is all about the drama it's about trades it's about uh injuries it's about players uh doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing so in a way sports is kind of just like the original reality show if you really think about it uh thank you seven state for this suggestion you are the top three decathlon athlete you are required to be proficient in 10 different sports and they are drum roll please long jump high jump shot put put. discus Discus throw. throw pole vault Javelin throw, 100 meters, 1,500 meters, and 10,000 meters. 10,000 meters? The winner of each event is determined by who has scored the highest combined score. After all events have been completed. Hold on, that doesn't seem like 10 things. Long jump, high jump, shot put, discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw, 100 meter, 1,500 meter, uh, 10,000 meters. We're missing one, right? The decathlon consists of the following 10 wacky sports. Okay. Hmm. All right. So that's what we trained in. But the actual decathlon. Yeah. Let's let's see if this throws it all the way off. One. Pole vaulting. You must run up a wall and grab onto a pole or whatever it is. Then pull yourself over the top and land safely on the other side. Okay. Long jump. You must stand at one end of a platform that's about 15 feet tall and attempt to leap as far as possible from the starting line. Nothing wacky about that. The farther you go, the more points you get. Seems completely normal, yeah. 3. Discus throw. Using a discus or some sort of projectile, you must throw it as hard as possible into a target area marked out for you. You mean I don't have to do a discus? You mean I can use another... You mean in the discus throw, I can just throw something else that's easier to throw than a discus? Didn't know that. See? Four. Javelin throw. Using a javelin or some sort of projectile. Again. You must throw it as hard as possible. This is why you go over the rules in your wacky decathlon, because, you know, I didn't realize I could throw anything. And a target area marked out for you. These rules are kind of suspect, yeah. Are we... uh, Have the rules been tampered with? Uh, Have our enemies gotten to the rules first? Five. 100 meters. This is like the 100 meter dash in track and field. Only with hurdles and hurdles and more hurdles. Okay. I mean, I think that's the 100 meter hurdles. I don't think there's hurdles in a normal 100 meter dash. Six. 1500 meters. This is the same as the 1,500 meters in track and field, except you will be running around. The rules don't say you can't throw a dog. Yeah, there you go. We got to be the ones to change it. 7. 10,000 meters. This is basically a long-distance version of the 1,500 meters. We got it, Oprah. Thank you for... It takes longer than the normal distance because you have to run all the way back to the start. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, well, I don't care about the logistics of the how the or the event has to go. Eight one hundred yard dash, a short sprint to keep it simple. Oh, thanks. You know, you gotta have one simple thing in this decathlon. Nine two hundred meter dash, another short sprint. Oh, now here we go. Here is the wackiest. Ten shot put, throw something, anything, 
as far as you can. Okay, I think our first event has to be we you gotta finish strong. And so I think <laughs> anything, yeah, you can throw anything as long as it's far as possible, yeah. Uh you experiment with the shot put and uh try the to find the easiest item that you can throw. After a many trials and experiments you determine that the best thing to throw is it's a decathlon so these are done in sequence with no breaks oh yeah that's a baseball because you can't hurt yourself if you mississippi you huh. quickly find the range and angle that give you the highest point total okay you know what uh Without joke answers, a baseball probably would be the best thing to throw for, like, far, far. Uh, it's light enough, but it's like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe as a tweak, if you made, like, a, a football-sized baseball, or a baseball-sized football, like a little egg thing, would that make it better? I don't know. Maybe we can invent the thing we throw. No. It's time for your first event, long jump. <laughs> Delto is good for javelin. I'm sorry, I missed that, Misha. <laughs> Cork the baseball for added lightness. Yeah, I mean, if we could throw anything, we're, we're, we could grease it up as much as possible here. Tennis balls are easier to throw really far. Okay. Hey, what's up, pickle man? I mean, yeah, I guess we could choose. Yeah. I'm going to throw it for a competition. Yeah. Uh, let's see how the long jump goes. The long jump is a straightforward race to see which athlete can jump as far as possible. The starting line is marked at the edge of a platform 15 feet off the ground. Uh, the rules did not mention uh, that you couldn't wear special shoes. So you put on your special spring loaded shoes to shoot you at a record distance of 28 feet 6 inches do we have any long jumpers that seems that seems pretty far that seems like a world record honestly the consistency of the rules is amazing novel AI really putting in the work yeah I think that can be attributed to utropy the crowd goes wild as you are proclaimed the winner of the long jump. Mm -hmm. Your next event is the 100 meter dash. Here we go. 100 meter dash. Okay, here we go. Again, bending the rules very heavily. The rules didn't say anything about this event, but you assume it will be a 100 meter race to. Oh god, what race to what? Oh, okay. The finish. Okay. Well, I thought it we could do like a 100 meter Dash, just a different location. You approach the starting line and get ready for the race. When the starting gun goes off, you're off like a bolt from a cannon. You beat out all the other athletes and all cross right. the finish line with the fastest time of the day. Hell yeah. Already off to a great start. We're, we crushed. We set a world record. We uh, got the fastest 100 meter dash. As the crowd roars. You hear the announcer call out, and our winner is... Whoa! 
You are given the gold medal and the cash prize of $2,000. Okay, that was only two of ten events, though. With the winnings, you can finally afford that new car you've been wanting. So congratulations on a job well done. <laughs> hey, Alfred, wait, 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 wait. You, can, you can't prematurely end the event. What about all the other races? You expect to do pretty good in the 200-meter dash. It's a shorter distance than the 100, and you're already used to sprinting. It's literally double. The, th the third event is math, yeah. The race begins, and you start off strong. <laughs> uh, you again find a way to skirt the rules of the event by wearing rollerblades. They have wheels built into them. So you can run fast without damaging your knees or ankles. Okay. You get yeah. an amazing time of 29 seconds, beating out the second place runner by nearly three seconds. Wow, that guy was actually fast. We're, we're just a cheater, but that guy was really, really fast. 200 meter dash in uh, 29 seconds. Uh, <laughs> the crowd goes... Oh, yeah. Uh, but also... Also, that's a good ad for rollerblades. You can go really fast without damaging your knees or ankles. Unless you put your skates on wrong, and then you could really hurt your ankles. The crowd goes crazy and gives you a standing ovation, and the announcer declares you the winner of this. <laughs> okay. The crowd goes oh, crazy okay. and gives you a standing ovation, and the announcer declares you the winner of this event. Gotcha, thank you. As you walk off the track... You notice a familiar face in the crowd. Oh, shit. It's your old rival from high school, Tom. He walks up to you with a smile on his face and congratulates you on the great victory. Uh, yeah. What's up, Tom? You don't like the smug way Tom congratulated you. Though you uh, hit him in the nuts and walk away. <laughs> they, I was just like, okay, that just happens. Hold on, before we... <laughs> okay, wait a second, it's changing the events. Oh, wait. Tom is back and looking smug, and it seems that he has come to gloat about the fact that you lost your 100 meter dash race. Why are we... Oh. You go for the groin again, but he dodges the punch and smashes you in the side of the head. Oh, here we go. This is the drama we've been waiting for. You full-on uh, street fight, Tom, in the middle of the arena. <laughs> Hell yeah! You decide to stop Tom's boasting before you beat the crap out of him. You are distracted by a noise, and when you look over you see a little boy walking towards you. I guess there's a false ending in Temptation after, <laughs> after every event, yeah. Uh, uh... The little boy is a fan of yours. Just looking for an autograph. But he doesn't realize the danger of walking into an active brawl. Casualty. Hey, watch where you're going. He shouts. You quickly stop Tom's attack on the boy and give him an angry glare. Whoa, Tom immediately went for the boy. Tom starts to turn red with rage. You know, Tom has a glass jaw. And you throw 
a flurry of uppercuts. Now this has become boxing. I know this was supposed to be a nice uh, decathlon, but sorry, Tom. I didn't realize Tom was going to be here, and I hate that guy, so. You pick up the boy and use him as a club. Okay. Oh, I like you knock Tom out, and he <laughs> falls to the floor. Oh, no, no, no. You have won the fight, but you feel bad that you had to knock him out. Tom wakes up. <laughs> well, dude. Uh, you know what? I'm going to undo that. I like winning, but I also like you pick up the boy and use him as a club. <laughs> that, is, that is much better. Thank you. Sure. Why not? The two of you continue to fight until the police break up the brawl. <laughs> okay. Finally. How many police are supposed to be at this event? It's just like security guards that they hired just for the day. And they're like, We're, this is entertaining as hell. We're not going to break this up. And then the real police are like, come on, let us in. <laughs> you can't just watch people kill themselves in the, on live television. After the brawl, you and Tom are arrested and taken away to the police station. The cops have to pry your hands off each other in order to handcuff you. Hell yeah. That's how much we hate this guy. You break out of your secluded prison cell. Find Tom. Find Tom's cell. And continue the brawl inside a steel cage. All no holds barred the steel cage match. The rules didn't say we couldn't compete in jail. Good question. We're still in the decathlon. But it's going to be very hard to win when uh, we're skipping events. The fight continues, but the police soon intervene and stop you from fighting. You are taken back to the police station and put back in solitary confinement. All right. Is this the Olympics? Because that means it was broadcasted internationally. Yeah, I think so. Let's... Go big or go home here. Tom is there, but you refuse to talk to him. All right. You realize you are unable to get to Tom physically. So you began your mental assault. The police force Tom to sit in a small room while they try to figure out what to do with him. Now, uh, yeah, come on. I want, I want to hear, like, insults. Hold on, hold on. You can't help yourself and start talking about all the things he's done wrong and how much of an embarrassment he has been in his life. Yes. You tell him that you were better than him at everything, and you have no sympathy for him whatsoever. Okay. Tom counters with a mental assault of his own. He tells you how much he hates you. And he will do anything to make sure you never accomplish any of the goals you have set for yourself. He promises he will ruin you in every way possible. Tom hates us on a cellular level. He has a virile hatred for us. And you know what? I can't say that I feel any differently. Yeah, it's it's returned a hundredfold. Boxing, now debate club. Yeah, <laughs> the decathlon has become very different for us personally. Yeah, now we have... <laughs> Our last five events are uh, all prison-related. Uh, this gets to you. You're angry and hurt and you don't know what to think anymore. Okay, we just go to sleep. Hope, hope we still get the medal, yeah. The next morning, 
you are let out of the cell and given a small meal and a glass of water. I hope the medal's in the mail. Uh, you ask what happens now. You ask the, uh, the detective what happens now. This is now a Squid Game story. Oh, shit. He smiles and says, Well, since we've caught you both in the act, it seems like there's nothing left to do but throw a big fight and declare a winner. Oh! Oh my god! A police-sanctioned fight! This is very illegal, but the police have to get their entertainment too. You get ready for your first event. You and Tom enter a police-sanctioned fight uh police sanctioned underground fight arena this is it the battle of a lifetime <laughs> okay the police are making us do a decathlon against tom okay i like that your first event is the 200 meter dash okay you start the race with tom right behind you you give him a shove but he dodges and goes past you to win the race by several yards. This story started with the decathlon. It's going to end with the decathlon, even with all the brawling in between. The crowd roars as you lose, and Tom takes the $2,000 prize. All right, $2,000 prizes, $2, prizes for every event. Jason, the rules for the 1,000 meters doesn't specify that the police can't set up an illegal fight in a prison. You know what? You're right, Sherwin. Sure, you're absolutely right. Tom comes into this one with a big head start, so you're not worried about beating him in this one. Okay. As he passes the finish line, you are close behind him, but he still manages to win by a large margin. Okay, okay, this is not going well. Tom's winning everything by a large margin. You go home with a silver medal and $1,500. Oh my god, he's really starting to get to us. Is he better than everything we've done in our entire lives? Your final event is the 200 meter dash. <laughs> you know, he, do, he hasn't even trained his entire life to do this. He's just being better than us uh, after working a desk job. You start the race and you find that your legs are not moving fast enough for you. Tom has started to move faster than you can, and you begin to panic. You're so far behind him at this point that there's no way you can catch up. Thank you, Sherwina. The 200-meter dash is like the 100-meter dash, but longer, yes. I don't remember 200 being on the docket. Yeah, I think we've gotten off the beaten... Numbers and the AI get really mixed up, so... Tom wins again. And you come... Two terms that Tom is just better than you in every way possible. You're a pro athlete and he's better than you and he's a stay-at-home dad. Exactly, Bisha, yeah. You and Tom enter the underground fight arena where a crowd of spectators have gathered to watch the two of you fight in a steel cage. Not only this, but I feel like this is not enough for Tom to stop torturing us whereas we're, we might be defeated on the inside but tom still wants to one-up us he's like you know you have to win this fight because if tom wins he will ruin your life all right we're back we're back to the brawl here it's not looking good though our spirits are down you throw your baseball at tom oh my god here we go the announcer calls the fight Perfect. And our first match of the evening is between two former olympic decathletes tom and shed which of these two athletes has what it takes to take down the other? 
you realize you have an ace in the hole. Your baseball. The bell rings. The fight bell rings. And you clock Tom in the head with a fastball. He falls to the ground unconscious. Okay. <laughs> Your final event is the 200 meter dash. Tom is out cold, we're so not, you start the race. We're not even waiting for Tom to come back to consciousness. It's just like, okay, the guy, the race has to go on. You know, if you got knocked out in the fight part of the decathlon, that's just, we're just going to keep going. As you approach the finish line, you see that you've won the race, beating out Tom by several yards. Well, duh. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> we knocked Tom out cold, and we still only won by several yards. <laughs> He somehow, you know, in a trance, like his eyes are like rolled in the back of his head and he's just running. We're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's still close. That's the beauty of the software. Oh yeah. I like how the AI remembers the backstory, but also creates present Olympics. Yeah. Uh, you gloat at Tom, still unconscious, and say... I told you I was better than you. There we go. I think that's a I think that's a great place to end it. Well, thanks for watching again. Another Sunday of AI generated TV. Uh, if you don't know what's going on, uh, every Sunday on YouTube and Reddit we do AI generated television. So we create television with an AI uh, based on your suggestions of genre or TV show. So, and we also do. Uh, twitch every monday wednesday friday at 9 p.m eastern so uh if you're a fan of this if you liked what you saw check us out twitch.tv slash aipd follow us on youtube follow us on reddit we have a lot of stuff going on all the time so we have guests we have uh you know uh special story nights and uh yeah everything's ai generated we all we always use uh novel ai we've used ai dungeon cobalt ai anything that generates text we use it to play our wacky adventures so and uh yeah with that bye hoeba everybody join the discord if you haven't uh let me put drop it in the chat here join the discord you can submit your prompts uh you can share your ai generated stories it's yeah it's fun it's fun you could just t talk and harass me if you want please don't but you can if you want uh bye homie. see you tomorrow tomorrow we have a special guest kyle o'neill see you tomorrow on twitch twitch.tv slash aipd nine o'clock eastern